Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus come to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus' house. How would you like for Jesus to come to your house? It wouldn't be something. Well, what would you think he would serve for dinner? I mean, if he, came, if he showed up at 5 o'clock today at your house, what would you think? I mean, how could you prepare a meal good enough to serve Jesus? I, mean, I wouldn't know what to do. I would... We're going to read verses 1 through 10, and we'll come back and we'll comment. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. For today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, I will give have for my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus Entered and passed, then Jesus, verse 19, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. It seemed that the reason Jesus went that way, maybe to meet this man, Jesus go out of his way to meet people. You ever go out of your way to meet people and share the gospel? You want to really blow somebody's mind, you are, you go to, a coffee shop, and you buy the person's coffee behind you. You don't know him, he don't know you, but you're going to buy his coffee. Then the guy says, oh, man, thank you so much. Then it's an opportunity, see, for you to share the gospel. But Jesus went through Jericho. He was headed to Jerusalem to die, and he passed through Jericho. We are at at the final week of the Lord's life here on earth, Jericho was a prosperous trading center. So Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. In the chapter 18, Luke mentioned the account of the rich young ruler. We covered that last week and said how hard it was for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But we're going to see this rich man. He's going to enter Jesus didn't say it was impossible for the rich man to be saved. But he said, because God, all things are possible. Am I right about it? But here Jesus demonstrates that with God, nothing is impossible. 
This man is rich. He's going to get saved. Now that verse two there. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was. But could not because of the crowd. For he was short in stature. He had heard about Jesus. But he wanted to see Jesus for himself. You can hear about Jesus all day long till the cows come home. But until you find him for yourself, you don't know. You can criticize Christianity all day long, but until you find out for yourself, not about what your grandmother said or what your dad said, you got to know Jesus for yourself. And then you are able to speak from experience. This man was short in stature. He sought to see Jesus. He was, he was lacking because money didn't satisfy him. Money didn't satisfy his spiritual thirst. Money did not satisfy his human heart. He heard Jesus was coming through. In verse 4, it says he ran ahead. Just a little short guy. He ran ahead of the crowd. He ran ahead. And climbed up a sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. He had to get through the crowd, which was virtually impossible as short as he was. So he made effort. Uh, since he was so short, he said, I'm going to run ahead of the crowd. I can just see this guy just running, 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 running. I'm going to get ahead of all these people, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see Jesus. And I'm going to see him today. The sycamore tree was a sturdy tree about 30 to 40 feet high. It had a short trunk, so it, it was short branches. So it was very easily, you could very easily climb it. It was capable of holding a grown man's weight. It had low branches. A small person could climb and he can hang over the road. He could hang over the road and he could look down at, at the people. This man said, you know what, this, I might be a short guy. It might be a lot of people here, but I got me an idea. I'm going to run ahead of these people. And in verse 5, it says, when he came to the place, he stopped at a certain place. And what did Jesus do? It said Jesus looked up and he saw him. Jesus knew he, he was there. Jesus looked up in the tree and saw the guy. Jesus knew the guy was up the tree. Nobody else was paying attention to this guy but Jesus. He knew exactly where he was. And Jesus looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. All this was orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. A hungry, seeking heart will always find Christ. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. So he made haste and came down. In verse 6, that he received him joyfully. I'm going to abide in your house, man. He probably spent tonight. Zacchaeus was, did not expect this. All Zacchaeus, he didn't expect Jesus to come to his house, but you know what? It must have been a wonderful day for him. But when they saw it, verse 7, all the religious leaders, Pharisees, scribes, the crowd, but when they saw it, they complained, saying, 
he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Well, who do you think they were? They were sinners too. He had the audacity, since Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and tax collectors were hated back in those days because they would overtax people. You had to pay a certain tax to Rome, but you could overtax the people, and all the money that was left over that you overtaxed, you could put in your pocket. So most tax collectors was very rich. The audacity, the crowd looked and they complained. They said the audacity of Jesus is going to invite this sinner to his house. He's going to go to this house, to this guy's house. Don't he know this guy's a sinner? You know, disloyal Israelites hired by the Romans to tag other people. They, they, in, the, in the crowd's opinion, a tax collector was the worst of the worst. As Matthew, you know, was a tax collector. And Jesus called Matthew. Jesus called people that maybe you and I wouldn't call. He just went to ordinary, you know. You ain't even got to be smart. But if God called you, he, he's going to lead and guide you and he's going to take care of business. But the religious leaders and the common people, they hate Zacchaeus. And they did not understand that Jesus does everything for a purpose. Jesus saw the guy up the tree. Jesus saw potential in the person. And when Jesus calls a person, he sees potential in the person. I might not, I might not understand the, pur the purpose that many things that happen into my life, and maybe I don't think I'm supposed to. I think what I'm supposed to do is just trust him. Either he got this or he don't. Either I'm going to trust him or I'm not. Then Zacchaeus said to the Lord, verse 8, he calls him Lord. Some indicates that he was already saved. When he came down, boom, he received Christ right there. But he calls him Lord. He says, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, which he did, I restore fourfold. Zacchaeus called Jesus Lord and proved it by his repenting of his sin. He knew he had done wrong. He knew he was a crook. He knew he had cheated people out of their money. He says, if I had done anybody any wrong, he knew he had. He's out paid back fourfold. That's repentance right there. Repentance is change, man. Repentance means change. Change your heart, change your direction, change your mind, change your life. Repentance is not just feeling sorry about your sin. Repentance means to change it, to do something about it. This man knew he was a crook. I'm a tax collector. I'm taking these poor people's money. He met Christ and said, hey, man, if I take anything from anybody, I'll restore it fourfold. Zacchaeus was willing to make restitution it was proof of his conversion. It, it was proof that his conversion was genuine. True conversion can be seen. You can see the fruit of true conversion. The law required a penalty of only one-fifth as a restitution for money required by fraud. When money was required by fraud, the law required, the law required only one-fifth. Zacchaeus was doing more than what the law required. He acknowledged his own sin. He acknowledged his own crime. 
and knew he was guilty. He knew it because he acquired his wealth by fraud. That's how he acquired his wealth. And that's why our tax collectors were so rich. They acquired their wealth by fraud. He had just, but he had just found spiritual, spiritual riches and did not mind losing his material wealth. He stands contrast to the rich young ruler as we covered last week. Here's a man found Christ. He said, I'll give it back fourfold. He didn't care about the money no more. The rich young ruler, on the other hand, went away sad. He wanted to hold on to his. He says, I'm not giving it. Jesus, take it, give, up, give it all to the poor. You have treasures in heaven and come follow me. We said it last week. He told a rich young ruler and the Bible said the man went, went away sad because he was very rich. He wanted to hold on to his money and he turned down eternal life. Here's a man said, take it all. It's amazing when you meet Christ that many things in this life is no longer important. You notice that? It don't, it don't mean nothing. It's only temporary. We hold on to things that sometimes God don't want us to hold on to. Taxes, tax collectors, IRS man here. He was, the Bible said he was a chief tax collector who presided over all the other tax collectors. He had his own region. He had his own territory. He had a bunch of tax collectors under him that he would oversee them. This position referred only here in the Gospel of Luke. He was a chief tax collector. When the tax collectors came to John the Baptist and asked him how could they get right with God, John told him, then tax collectors also came to be baptized, and he said to them, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed to you. Stop cheating people. Those Zacchaeus was, he was like a renegade in the eyes of the Jews. He was like a bad guy, hated by the Jews, but he was a precious lost sinner in the sight of Christ. Jesus saw potential in him. Jesus sees potential in you. If you're a child of God, never degrade yourself. Never think you're less important than anybody else. Sometimes we are our worst critics. Some things in life, you know, just happens. You just have to just let it go, man. But if you're a child of God, you have great potential. Great potential. Maybe that's why Satan gives us such a hard time sometimes because it doesn't mean that you necessarily are doing things wrong. You could be doing some things right and Satan don't like that. So he'll do anything he can to try to discourage all of us. It is interesting to see the change in this man. Zacchaeus experienced the love of God. He experienced the love of God that day because Jesus went through Jericho. In the east, 
The Bible says he, he ran, and in the east, it's, it's unusual for a man to run. It's unusual for a man to run, especially a wealthy govern, government official like this one. Yet Zacchaeus ran down the street like a little boy, like a little boy following a parade, and he climbed up a tree. He was curious. Curiosity is certain the characteristic, you know, of most children. Most children are curious. He was like a little child. He was motivated by curiosity that led to his salvation. Sometimes when unbelievers ask us questions and they are curious about the gospel, and when we answer those questions, it can lead to their salvation. Why the big crowd? Who is this Jesus of Nazareth? He says, what am I missing, this rich man? I got the money. Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus, but Jesus was really seeking him. Luke 19, 10 said, because Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. But Jesus was seeking him. There's the law center don't really seek the Savior. The Bible says, there's none who understand. There's none who seek after God. When our first parents sinned, Adam and Eve, they hid themselves from God. But God came and sought them. They knew they had blew it in the Garden of Eden. God said, when you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. When they sinned, they heard the sound of the Lord God coming through the garden in the cool of the day. And the Bible says in Genesis 3, 3, 9, and Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? Knowing he had sinned, knew he had blew it, knew he was disobedient, God walking through the garden looking for him. said, where are you? That's a, that's a cry of love. Where are you? Oh, I can just see that. Where are you? We do not know how God worked in the heart of Zacchaeus to, to, to prepare him for meeting Jesus, who was a tax collector. He was rich, but he was also yearning. He was yearning for something better because the riches could not fill the void in his heart. But the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, will always find a sinner who is looking for a new beginning. It was not that, it was not Zacchaeus' fault that he was little in stature. He was, he was born that way. He couldn't help it. And he couldn't see over the crowd. He did, he did what he could, he did what he had to do to, to overcome his handicap. 
He put aside his pride and he put aside his dignity because he knew he was lost and say, I'm going to climb this tree. I'm not going to let Jesus pass by here. Well, like last week, he might not never pass through here again. So Zacchaeus trusted and became a true son of Abraham, he said. Meaning, of course, a child of the faith. This is the, this is the biggest as you can get. This is the highest that you can go. It's become a child of the faith. You can't get any higher than a born-again believer in this life. Now, you know God is higher, of course, but I'm just saying, in the, when you come to Christ, that, that, you are, that means that you are in right standing with God. That means that you are forgiven. That means that you are a new creature. You are a home. You have a home in heaven. You can't get any higher than that. A true Jew was not only of the lineage of Abraham, but one who also walked in the foots of Abraham. Jesus recognized that this tax collector, who was, he was excluded by the crowd because they said he's the worst of the sinners. But he was not excluded by Jesus. The people thought Zacchaeus was a wealthy man, but actually he was bankrupt. He was a bankrupt sinner who needed, who needed to receive God's gift of eternal life. The most expensive gift in the world is God's gift of eternal life. That's what the man needed, and Jesus knew it. Come on down out of that tree, man. And you, I'm going to have dinner at your house. Boy, I wish I could have seen his face. This is, this is the only instance in the full gospel of Jesus Christ ever inviting himself to somebody's house. Zacchaeus was not saved because he promised to do good works. He said, all this stuff, I'll give back to the poor and I'll do this. That didn't save him. He was saved because he responded by faith to Christ. All those things did not save him. He trusted the Savior. And then gave evidence of his faith by promising to make restitution to all of those people that he had wronged. He said, I'm going to get it right, man. I wronged these people. I cheated these folks. And I'm going to get it right. The man's life has changed. And this was the evidence of his, of his repentance. This was evidence of his conversion. I'm going to get it right. I think we all should do that. Do something wrong. Hurt somebody. Get it right. Get it right. Don't be carrying it. True repentance is fruit. Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' house. The Bible said in verse 6, he received Jesus joyfully. Well, who wouldn't, right? Joy is one of the key themes in the Gospel of Luke, and it's mentioned about 20, 20 times. But it's evidence of salvation. When that salvation happens, it's supernatural, and it's going to be evidence. It can be seen by other people. Zacchaeus became the guest in his own house, for Jesus was not... For Jesus was now, Jesus was now his master and not his money. 
and not Zacchaeus' money. Jesus now is his master. He was ready to obey the Lord and do whatever necessary to be the best testimony that he could among those people. Those people didn't like him. He had, they, people had to see a change in him, and they did. The people criticized Jesus for visited, visiting a tax collector's house, but the Lord paid no attention to that crowd. He went to go get one man. The critics also needed to be saved themselves, and there's no evidence that they ever were saved. When a new day begins, you never know how it will end. You never know from day to day what's going to happen. For, God, for Zacchaeus, that day ended in joyful fellowship with the Son of God. He never would have thought it. When he was up that tree, the Bible said Jesus stopped and looked up. He was now a changed man. He's, he now has a new life. He's a new creature. And Jesus is still seeking the laws and yearning to save sinners like Zacchaeus even today. He is seeking the laws. He is still yearning to save people just like this man even today. Jesus said, man, today salvation has come to your house. Now you're a son of Abraham. You know, Abraham, he believed God. That's all it was. And the Bible said it was counted unto him for righteousness. Well, when you believe God, a lot of things happen. When you trust the Lord, a lot of things happen. What a contrast between the attitude of the Zacchaeus and in the crowd, the crowd criticized. They said, Jesus don't know what he's doing. He's going to a man's house and the man's a sinner. Don't, they, don't, don't he know this man has cheated us? But the Bible said Jesus came in to seek and to save that which was lost. The crowd could only criticize. The man gets saved and the crowd criticized. No compassion. But what happened to Zacchaeus can happen to anybody who trusts Christ as their Savior. No one is too bad. Christ called him by name. Christ stopped, looked up, never met the man in his life, and called a man by name. He says, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree. I'm going to your house. The people go, what? Of all people, you're going to go to a tax collector's house? For dinner? That's why you got to listen to Christ, not listen to the crowd. The crowd might say anything, man. People might tell you anything. You got to know the voice of Christ. Christ called him by name. And you know Christ knows you by name. If you are born again a believer, the Lord knows your name, man. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life right now. Did you know that? Never seen him before. Call him by name. Just like with Nathaniel. He saw Nathaniel come toward him and said to him, Behold, and Jesus said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. 
Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. But before Zacchaeus climbed the tree, before Zacchaeus climbed the sycamore tree, he saw Jesus and knew he had to come in contact with him. He made haste, came down, but he had to humble himself. Jesus called a man, he had to humble himself. That's why when you come to believer, when you come to Christ, you got to humble yourself and admit that you're a sinner, man. A lot of people are not willing to do that. Zacchaeus was a rich man, tax collector, big wheel, but he knew that there was something missing, so he came down and he had to humble himself. He didn't make no delays. Go on. When Christ calls, there shouldn't be no hesitation. When Christ calls, there shouldn't be any delay. You should come then. That's why we give altar calls. We said today is the day of salvation. You never put off salvation because tomorrow is not promised. Don't say you're going to go in this city and that city and you're going to buy and sell and get great game. You better say, Mr. Lord's will, I'm going to do this or if I'm going to do that. You don't know. Zacchaeus dwelt in his house. I wonder what they talked about. The crowd criticized because they knew his past. They knew his past life. But Christ allowed room for repentance. He was a sinner until a minute ago. People looked at this guy and said, this guy's a sinner. But Jesus says, no, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. Jesus came to the place and looked up. He singled a guy out. Because he had a special purpose for him. Salvation has come to this house. It's believed that Zacchaeus went to that house and told his whole family and the whole house got saved. By a tax collector. Man, he can transform anybody. That's why when he saw, you know, persecuted the church, when his life was transformed to Paul, he was Saul, but now when he got saved, Paul, later on, a lot of people did not believe him. And they wanted to have anything to do with Paul. They said, man, this man persecuted the church. They couldn't believe the change in him. How can you be? The biggest sinner in town one day, and the next day you preach in the same faith that you tried to destroy it. They said, this guy used to persecute Christians. Now he's preaching the same faith that he tried to destroy. He went to his family and told the families about the blessing of the gospel, that he had met the Messiah, and, and it's believed his whole family came to Christ. Boy, that's a beautiful story. I think that's good for all of us. When you come to Christ, the first one you should go to is your family. Because they know you, man. They know you better than anybody else. Let them see the change, and we're not supposed to hide our light. That's like when Matthew got saved, you read his account that he went to other tax collectors and told them. When you get saved, 
maybe, you know, go around people that used to know the way you were. They knew the way you were. But now, let them see now how you are now. He was a guide. Jesus guided him. A short man in a tree. A seeking savior. This man made every effort to see Jesus. He noticed him and invited him to his house. And it resulted in the man's salvation. Although he had great wealth, didn't satisfy. He was small in stature. He didn't care. He said, I'm going to run. I'm going to get ahead of these people. And God had mercy on him, a sinner. And there was immediate, there was immediate evidence in his life that he had changed. For the Son of Man came, even till this day, this has not changed. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. The purpose of our Lord Jesus Christ coming to earth, the purpose of his coming to earth was to seek and to save that which was lost. This has not changed today. This is the vision of the whole church right here, this one verse. What is the church supposed to be doing? Seeking and saving that which was lost, just like Jesus did. He was our example. If it was good enough for Jesus to do, it's good enough for us. And that's what Jesus said. He came to seek and to save. The church is supposed to be out into the world, in this dark world, looking for opportunities to seek and to save that which was lost. This is the purpose God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, it is the power of God into salvation to anyone that will believe it. He said, it is the power of God. You ain't got to make the gospel powerful. It's already powerful. He said, it's already powerful. Not, he said, he wasn't ashamed of the gospel. He knew it was the power of God into salvation to anyone who will believe it. Now, if you don't believe it, it ain't going to do you no good. But if you believe it, it can change you. How many people do I know that need to hear this message, how God can transform that person? I remember when I got saved, and I told my friends in California, man, them people laugh, them say, what? The people I knew had worked that job 12 years. I mean, my beer drinking, pool shooting buddies, and I said, man, I ain't, going, I ain't going back doing that. They go, what? What happened, man? They couldn't believe how a person could be saved on a Saturday night. I got saved on a Saturday night. Me and my wife got saved the same night. And I went to work that Monday, and I told my friends, and I thought they would understand. And they said, what? I have never, they said, I, don't, I can't believe this. People that I thought I knew, they said, I can't believe and I guess supernatural, something supernatural happens like that. People don't understand that. Even I didn't understand what happened. They said, man, we'll give you two weeks and you're going to be right back the same way you were. That's what they told me. Two weeks, you're going to be right back down at that pool, shooting pool with us. I said, no, I ain't. And I never went back. 
And the ones that criticize me the most, some of those guys right now, pastors. I said, uh-huh, see? Jesus said, Jesus said, come and see. Come and see. You don't know until you come and see. You can criticize the Bible, you can criticize Christianity, but you don't know until you come and see. You can't get to heaven on your parents' coattail or your grandparents or your father. Listen, you've got to come and see for yourself. And that's what we do here. We're going to give the altar calls. Maybe someone is watching today by Facebook and they say, man, you know, I don't really know about this Christianity stuff. I don't, I don't know, man. You know, that's, I've seen a lot of bad and all these folks want your money and too many hypocrites in the church, people say, you know. I say to you, come and see. But you'll never know. But once you know, go tell others. That's what you want us. You want the world need to hear some good news because they are hearing a lot of bad news right now. And people are getting discouraged. And people are getting mad. And I told my wife, I'm amazed at how many people are tailgating me. Uh, and I was at Costco last week and a fight broke out. A guy fighting over a basket. <laughs> I said... It's like it's like people are getting it's like people are getting mad because things are bad. They have no way out. They have no hope. They don't know where to turn. So if we could share some light out there, some salt, and make people's day better, let's do that. That's our job, right? If God has saved us, hey man, <laughs> unless somebody tell them they're headed straight to hell, this is our job. And if you're here today, and if you're watching this, and you have not received Christ into your heart, all you have to do is admit that you are a sinner. We all are. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the Bible said the wages of sin is death. You can change. God can save you if you will come to him. And if you're here and you have not put your faith in Christ, do it today. You will have peace you will have assurance. You will know where you are. You will know where you're going, who you are, and you will have a purpose for living. But if you don't do it, you will always be empty inside. This man knew that something was missing. He had everything that money could buy, but yet, he said, the Bible said he sought Jesus. And he found him. Well, Jesus found him up the tree. Would you have done that? A rich man like that going to lower himself, humble himself. Jesus said, unless you come like a little child, you will in no wise enter in. So we all, we all got to become like little children. <laughs> you know, when you come to Christ, you got to admit, man, <laughs> I'm lost, man. I need to be saved because I'm a sinner and I'm willing to change. Please, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. And you know he has never turned down anybody who've asked. But you have to ask him in. He's not just going to force his way into your life. He's not going to force anybody to heaven that, who not, 
who does not want to be there, he's not going to force you to come. So if you're here, do it today. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Father, we're so thankful that we have eternal life and forgiveness of sin. And I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here today that's watching that have not received you, I pray that they will do it today. We're so thankful that we have forgiveness and that we have a home in heaven. Just thank you and we praise you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all.